intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and good morning good day good afternoon whichever time you're listening Thanks for joining the Trucking Risk and Insurance podcast, where we talk about trucking, trucking risk, and trucking insurance. Today, I'm really excited to have a an actual law enforcement officer. Yes, this gentleman wears a uniform and carries a gun and does a lot of commercial truck driver type work. Uh, so with that, let me welcome Johnny. Johnny, my co-host from Summit Risk Solutions. Hey, hey Johnny, good morning. And hey, good morning. Jeremy. Welcome, Jeremy. How in the heck are you? Good. Good. It's an early morning. I just had a couple coffees and uh, wake me up and I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm still good sucking away on my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a hot chocolate guy myself, so. Man. No, there you go. Whatever works. I, yeah, I, knew, right. Right. I knew Farquhar was a wuss. Hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Can't take the, the hardcore. Well, but but it's it's spiked with something. I can't say. Oh, well, there you I'm go. Not allowed to. But nonetheless, you know, there's something. Staying home there. today, I guess. <laughs> it is Friday. <laughs> All right. I I usually wait till eleven o'clock, John, for that. But you know, hey, oh, Jeremy, we first met at truck driver meetings. You and I were doing a series of truck driver meetings for an insured, and we went all over the province. Um, your employer allowed that, which is what I was kind of surprised about. Anyways, can you tell us a bit about your work and, and how you are trying to change truck driver behavior? Well, I, um, I've been a police officer for 13 years now. And uh, probably the last six years, uh, uh, being on the, I'm on a traffic unit uh, down here near Windsor. And I found that... Uh, a lot of the drivers slash truck drivers were having uh, a lot of problems on the road with uh, different laws and fall too close and distracted driving and speeding. And and they just weren't aware of a lot of the laws within our province. So I put together a presentation, um, you know, that talks about many laws and rules of the road. And I started uh, presenting to trucking companies, uh, driving schools, um, anyone that wanted to better themselves, uh, uh, raise awareness with their, uh, with their laws and regulations. So, you know, landscape companies as well. So I've been doing this for the last six years, um, going to different uh, companies and, and driving schools and just kind of raising awareness on all our, uh, our laws within the province. Well, that's, that's cool. And Johnny, you guys kind of live close together down there. Yeah, we're, we're we're not that far apart. Probably just under two hours away. So yeah, and 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 I met Jeremy uh, at a fleet safety council meeting. So I was at one of his presentations. That's how we originally met, and then uh, we got together later on when I was working for uh, one of the insurance providers I worked with. So I I, I can very much uh, attest to the message that uh, Jeremy delivers and it's very focused on education, you know, which is great. It's, it's not about, you know, I'm going to do this. If you're not doing that, it's more about here's what you need to do guys to be in, in compliance with the regulations that are out there. 
And, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that Jeremy is able to be able to go right to a motor carrier facility and uh, and have a conversation. Yeah, like, uh, you know, with approval from my uh, my management, you know, anything that has to do with education, um, you know, they're they're for it. Um, you know, you're trying to promote public safety. You're trying to reduce collisions. You're trying to reduce fatal collisions. There was, there's been, uh, you know, an uptick in fatal collisions in the last five years, ten years, uh, especially with trucks um, and just people that are inexperienced drivers. Um, yeah, you might go to school to get your truck driving license, but are you an actual good truck driver or truck operator? Right. So, I like I said, I just come into these companies and I share my knowledge uh, being on the traffic unit. I share my, my views, my points, the laws that I uh, know, and I share them with these drivers. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, they're like, wow, I had no idea. This is incredible information. Yeah. And I do know that, that a lot of them go, I didn't know because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, uh, but I would guess that even you don't know every law of the Highway Traffic Act. Uh, no, because not at all. Damn, there's a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the ba- what I would call some of the basic ones, uh, you know, off camera there, we were talking about G-Class vehicles. And, and you mentioned uh, the breakaway uh, for a, a trailer. What did you call it again? Uh, the breakaway cable. So a lot of the... Uh, You know, the landscape companies, for example, when they're towing a trailer, your breakaway cable should be attached to the power unit. A lot of them are attached to the chain. So if the chain pulls away from the the power unit, well, then the breakaway cable is just going to go with the chain. Yep. (laughs) Right. So little things like that. Well, give us an example. Most of our audience is uh, the big trucks, tractor trailers, uh, D-class, straight trucks and stuff. Give us an example of a frequent violation that you find uh, that truck drivers are committing out there. Um, most of them are just small things. Uh, when we do, like sometimes we'll do a joint initiatives with MTO. Uh, you know, we'll bring in some uh, smaller trucks and trailers. And um, uh, the biggest thing I find is just the smallest things, which is your annuals. They're not having their annuals up to date. A lot of people think that you have, you only need an annual for your truck. Well, you need it for, you need it for the truck. You need it for the trailer. Uh, the pre-trip inspections, anything over 4,500, right? You need a pre-trip inspection, um, uh, completed every, every day. A lot of, not a lot. There's a few people that, you know, they they either forget or for whatever reason don't do their pre-trip. Well, that could be a charge under the Highway Traffic Act. Um, mm-hmm. CVOR, you need to get a CVOR as well if you're over 4,500, right? So little things like that, um, uh, which aren't like a big deal. Like, you know, their tires are great. Their, their attachments are fine. Their brake lights work. But just small things that seem to be the biggest problem right now. Well, a lot of that would be education, I would think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their employers should be uh, stepping up and uh, managing that. But I was going to say, how many times do you find that the employer doesn't even know the regulations in order to teach the employee? Right. And, you know, if, if a truck comes in for an inspection or for doing some sort of blitz, um, we would bring in the truck. And if we find there to be a problem, sometimes the employer will either get 
could get a charge as well because you can charge the company as well as the driver or either or, or at least raise awareness to the company. Say, look, this is the problem, you know, moving forward, let's try to remedy that problem. And I was going to say an ignorance of the law is not an excuse. No, no, you can't use that. (laughs) Now, (laughs) let me throw in a disclaimer here that the uh, opinions stated by Jeremy are Jeremy's opinions and not that of his employer. But um, with that, talking about the commercial trucks, the tractor trailers, the DZ units, the bigger trucks, what do you see as the... uh, (laughs) The item, if you can name one thing that contributes most to a crash, what would you say the contributes most to a crash? Is it some driver action? Is it maintenance? Uh, what would you say? So the biggest reason, one of the biggest, I can't say the biggest, one of the biggest reasons in Ontario for crashes involving transport trucks um, and smaller DZ trucks are change lane not in safety and fall too close. Fall too close is a big uh, is a big reason for fatal collisions this year. For collisions, you know, transport trucks have to maintain a distance of sixty meters, which is two hundred feet from the vehicle in front of them. If you're going over sixty kilometers an hour, I find especially on the four zero the four hundred one where you're having a lot of issues uh, with that two hundred feet. Um, so that those are the biggest reasons, one of two of the biggest reasons for collisions uh, on our highways right now. So, and if for the listeners, you got a bonus. I asked Jeremy for one; he gave you two. Improper lane changes <laughs> and following too damn close. I'll say. Well, especially you know you have transport trucks; they have huge blind spots, right? So when they're traveling yep. down the highway, you got to look, look, look again. Just when I'm a driving instructor as well, so I teach the kids when you signal blind spot. Look over your shoulder. Look again. Two, two or three yeah. looks. Make sure nobody's in your blind spot. With trucks, it's a little harder. You're longer. You're you're bigger. Um, so you know it's harder for them to check your blind spot, especially with motorcycles coming up. So you know that's that's one of the top reasons for for them to be involved yeah. in a collision. Well, and I was going to say that's I think one of the best things is educating those young kids. Um, one, those that are interacting around large commercial vehicles so they can understand what they're dealing with. You know, you're not operating that vehicle, but you're putting yourself in harm's way because you're not giving them enough space uh, to stay out of their safety zone. Uh, but again, at the same time, you've got a lot of uh, new drivers coming into the marketplace, you know, uh, and they've never driven a big truck. They don't, they're trying to get them to understand and the educational process of the dynamics, the size of this vehicle, the stopping distance of this vehicle. And I, I worry that some of them uh, still think they're driving their Toyota. <laughs> I stress that too, when I teach drivers that, because a lot of the young drivers aren't aware of stopping distances and aren't aware that, okay, you pass a truck and then you pull in front of them. Oh, I missed my turn. Slam on the brakes. Those trucks can't stop as fast as you. They need double to triple the stopping distance as a, as a regular uh, motor vehicle. So when these kids are slamming on the brakes, not realizing that truck's fully loaded, 80,000 pounds, he's going to hit you from behind. Mm -hmm. So I teach that. So when you pass a truck six to 10 seconds before you get into the lane in front of them, that gives you that little bit of buffer. So if you need to slam on your brakes for whatever reason, 
you have the time to do it and the truck has yep. time to break behind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, ignorance is contributes <laughs> a lot, yeah. but you know, so some of the darn, and I won't swear this time, some of the darn <laughs> truck drivers put themselves in precarious positions. Yep. To, to say it nicely. And mm -hmm. as you said, following too close. And, and the other one, you know, a lane change. Well, why in the heck are you lane? Are you, do you have to make a lane change? And it's usually the left to right maneuver that causes the problem because that's where the big blind spot is. Well, why were you in the middle lane if you weren't trying to pass somebody, which contributes to speed? Like maybe they weren't technically speeding, but they're going faster than the surrounding traffic. So I teach, so when I, when I educate truck operators, I teach because I get asked, which lane's the safest lane on a three-lane highway? Mm -hmm. We all know it's the right. Well, I hope we know it's the right lane, mm -hmm. right? If if you know anything were to happen in front of you, like a lassie was going to jump out in front of you, and you have to get out of the way, you can use the right shoulder as a buffer. If you're mm -hmm. stuck in the middle lane, you have cars to the left, you have cars to the right of you. Something happens in front of you, you're screwed. Okay, so you can't slam on your, you can't swerve, you can't hit anybody else. So you always have that right lane. You always have the shoulder as a buffer to uh, kind of swerve if you need to get around somebody. Uh, and right, you, uh, as you said, Chris, you're supposed to drive in the right lane, pass in the center lane. You should never be on the left lane. Well, I should never say never. You're allowed to be on the left lane on a King's Highway. If I'm, you know, maybe a police officer's on the shoulder with a traffic stop or something's going on where you have to get into the left lane to let the people kind of bounce in beside you. So that's the only time you're allowed in the left lane. But I see it a lot, you know. Uh, trucks are driving in the left lane on a, on a three-lane highway. They know they're not supposed to, but they're trying to beat traffic because they don't have their speed limiter in and they're doing 115, 120, right? Wow. Well, and, and unfortunately, these actions – um, there, there's no doubt because I see it when I travel is they, they create aggressive driving by the vehicles around us. You know, it, it's not just the commercial driver that's, that's aggressive. It's the little cars that are around you, you know, and now all of a sudden they start jutting in and out and making stupid maneuvers, which create more hazards. Yeah. So, you know, most of the truck drivers that I deal with, they're, they, they understand the law. They understand even the move over law. So when I have somebody stopped, they get into the next lane and they get by me. A lot of the motor vehicle cars, passenger cars, they don't understand that. You know, they go flying by me. So most of the, the uh, truck drivers, truck operators, they're 99% they're of them, they follow the law. There's not really an issue. Um, and especially, right. So I, a lot of questions I get during the presentations, if a car what if a car passes me, pulls in front of me, and then I'm within that 200 feet, mm -hmm. right? And now I'm following too close. And I say, well, that's when you back off. I don't pull, I don't initiate traffic stops right away. I watch to see, mm -hmm. you know, if a truck's following too close, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll 10, 20, 30 seconds to see if, you know, there's going to be some people backing off, the truck right. backs off, or the car pulls forward. So, you know, I don't instantaneously, you know, initiate a stop when I see that. How many times do you write a ticket for that 60-meter uh, violation? 
Um, like, is it frequent or is it a rarity? Not frequent. It's, it's, you know, I promote public safety on the highway. So I'm looking for offenses, uh, speeding offenses, fall too close, careless. I don't specify, okay, one day I'm just going to do trucks, right? Um, you know, Less than more is when I uh, do initiate stops for uh, follow too close. Once in a while, we'll do a blitz. So sometimes the helicopter comes down or um, or an airplane will come down and they, they have uh, GPS coordinates that they use uh, in their uh, helicopter airplane and they can see trucks that are uh, traveling too close uh, or, you know, within the vehicle in front of them. We actually had a, um, I think it was a couple of years ago, it was a truck on the 401 that was following so close that you couldn't follow any closer. Wow. Um, a stop was initiated and the truck driver got charged with stunt driving because stunt driving is not only 40 or 50 over. It's actually 40 and 50 right now with the new laws that came in. Right. Uh, it's not only doing uh, 50 over or 40 over. It's, you know, someone in the trunk. If someone's sitting in the trunk, that's stunt driving. If someone's, Following so close, you can't follow anymore. That can also be stunt driving. So this truck drive truck operator got charged with stunt driving uh, and convicted. Oh, nice. So you really have to be careful when you're following another motor vehicle in front of you that you have that buffer. And it's not like, you know, you're 199 feet. Oh, he's within 200 feet, yeah. right? It's, you know, we care about the ones that are really close together. Sure. And, you know, you can obviously see there there isn't two hundred feet there. More of that blatant disregard for the right. uh, the regulations. Well, and after that happened, um, I know that was the OPP. They shared a photograph with the uh, the public, and it made the publications. And if I can find it, I'll uh, have spliced it in there. But uh, yeah, it, it, wow. Yes, that truck driver was to say inappropriate. Uh, is being kind in my yeah. words. Well, and the unfortunate aspect is that type of publicity just puts another black mark against the industry. And it's it's not the whole industry that's like that. It, there's one or two that do that. And that's really unfortunate, you know, to, to see that happen. You know, yeah. one or two apples in the bushel that spoil the whole bushel, right? <laughs> well, thank God most of the truck drivers are damn professionals. Yeah, you know, not apples. Yeah. Like I say when <laughs> like I say when when I do the trucking presentations to to the different companies most of them are, you know, they're they're I we never have an issue with them, you know, they're good drivers and that's why these these companies have people come in to give these uh, awareness talks mm-hmm. to try to better their company, right? So most of these companies they're they're uh, excellent companies and I we don't have to deal with them on a regular basis. Well, and yeah, I, because I've been there and watched you in the interaction, the drivers love to get anybody in uniform, whether it's MTO, whether it's a, a, an enforcement officer, um, kind of in that ca- more casual setting where they're not being, you know, from a truck driver's point of view, when you pulled me over, I'm afraid, I'm upset, and I'm feeling threatened. So when we get you into a, a truck driver meeting where we know there's no possibility of a ticket i can ask some really <laughs> dumb questions and get the right answers the only dumb question is the one you don't ask i've been asked many many questions of many different varieties and i'm happy to answer them 
if I don't know the answer, I'll lie to you. You won't know the difference anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am happy to answer the questions. I will answer them all day. I'm gonna, it's more like having a conversation. Chris, I've heard you talk. You've heard me uh, talk. It's more like having a conversation with these uh, truck operators. I, 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 you know, I share my experience, but it's, you know, back and forth. And it's not like you must do this. It's mm-hmm. just a conversation. I teach what I know. They have questions. They ask me and it's just the back and forth. Yeah. It's helped, awesome. helped them to understand that common sense approach possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, it's just some of the moves that a small number of truck drivers make are just mind blowing to me. Um, can you give it just, can you give me either a funny or a head shaking example of what you've seen uh, a perfect quote and i don't know i won't say professional truck driver what i you've seen a, a semi truck operator do because well i'll give you two so Ooh, bonus <laughs> so our first one we were um doing a um um a blitz at the the sometimes we'll be at the mto scales uh, on the along the 401 so sometimes we'll do a joint forces initiative with uh, with MTO, and I remember we had a truck transport truck come in, and the uh, driver was watching a movie on his dash. So he had his iPhone or his phone, and it was sitting where the speedometer is on his uh, dashboard. He was watching a movie, and as he pulled up, the movie was paused. So it was like he, he, unaware of the laws. Right, unaware that you can't watch a movie while you're driving, pulls up, and we're talking to him. And then the MTO officer's like, "You're watching a movie? Are you watching a movie or your iPhone?" He goes, "Oh, I got it on pause right now. Once I get back on the highway, I'll start it again." (laughs) You know, continue watching. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, we need to pull you in." Um, And the second one is another, it was a, um, on, uh, one of our highways down outside of Windsor and, um, it was a male driver, uh, not a transporter, but it was like a truck and trailer. I think he was a landscape or something. And, um, I initiated a stop on him because he, the driver was speeding. So, you know, it was a 35 over and I think it was 115 and an 80. So I initiated a stop and I walked up to the driver and I could hear like, it sounded like the news playing. So as I walked up, I saw this gentleman, he had a a big flat screen TV stuck on his dashboard and he was literally watching the news as he was driving down the road. He was going to work. So I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm catching up on the news. I missed it. uh, Having my morning (laughs) coffee. Oh, I said, you can't do that. So um, he, you know, this gentleman received a ticket for, uh, you know, drive while uh, screen visible to driver, I believe, which is a $615 ticket. Yeah, and I can't imagine what his personal insurance uh, company Uh, might say, what the trucking uh, insurance company might say. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. Again, this is a safety issue because you're watching the news. Okay, oh, this is a really good part. And you don't see the car that's had to stop in front of you because you're watching the news and then you hit them from behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's when the problems start. 
there's because a, there's I, a I great tell, video the, there. I tell the truck operators i'm like if you're driving down the road and you hit somebody and chris you've heard this before you're driving down the road and you hit somebody if they're not injured okay here you might you, you might get your ticket you might get your careless driving or your fall too close if you hit that person and they're seriously hurt or die now we look at more serious charges what were you doing that caused this person to be seriously hurt or die so now you could face careless driving caused death fifty thousand dollar fine you could face dangerous drive caused death which is criminal now you're looking at jail or fine you know so you really have to be careful because dangerous driving is doing something in your vehicle that you ought to have known you shouldn't have been doing. You shouldn't have been speeding. You shouldn't have been on your cell phone. Maybe you shouldn't have been drinking water that caused you to get into an accident. Doing something you ought to have known you shouldn't have been doing. Someone dies because of this collision, you could face some serious, serious charges. Yeah. There's a, a, uh, there's a great YouTube video out there um, put out by uh, the Minnesota State Police called Eight Seconds. And it's just exactly what you're talking about. The driver was looking down at his phone for a full eight seconds. Um, anybody that wonders how long eight seconds is, well, in the rodeos, you got to stay on the bull for eight seconds. Uh, in this case, he's looking down at his phone for eight seconds. And when he looks up, right into the back of a vehicle, killed that man in that vehicle and changed that family's life and changed his own. Cause he ended up going to jail. You know, uh, I think it helped put some reality into it, but uh, I, I just, I'm dumbfounded that people can't seem to get the message all the time that you're sending out. Well, part of my presentation, you know, I have a slide uh, where, you know, it's a picture or a video of a little kid, a uh, young child. And I say, do you want to tell his mom, you only look down for two seconds Mm-hmm. And and I've had to do that, especially being on traffic and all my partners on, on the highways, right? Yeah. I've had to go to the, the collision scene and deal with somebody seriously hurt or died. But then I have to go tell their loved ones or their parents that they're not coming home. And that's the worst part because you can imagine how that would work out. And that's why I'm here and that's why I teach. Mm-hmm. I give these presentations so I can raise awareness because I don't want to have to go to one of your accident scenes or their accident scenes and deal with them deceased yeah. and then go tell their mom, dad, wife, husband that they're not coming home. Yeah. 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 And just, it's awful. Hey, uh, we're recording this in November. Not sure exactly when it's going to uh, come out, uh, obviously, or well, I'm hoping it'll be in December, but Jeremy, can you give truck drivers a winter safe driving tip? What do you think? <laughs> Well, we're heading into um, winter. You're going to see the stuff. Yes. You know, Damn, I, you're, uh, you're in Windsor in the snow belt. Well, we, we, uh, we don't get as much snow. They're always called the Bahamas of, uh, of Canada because we're pretty far <laughs> south. It's funny because when I worked in Dutton, I used to be in uh, Elgin County, uh, the snow belt would come down kind of along like just uh, uh, east of Dutton before London. You could see the snow, the, the actual line on the 401. And anything east in London was all snow and anything west was sunny. So it's kind of split there. <laughs> yeah. um, I get a lot of, uh, you know, fully loaded trucks that think they can do 105 in the snow because they're fully loaded. They got all their tires spinning. They're ready to go. But it doesn't matter how heavy you are. If you make that false move or if there's snow on the road, your tire doesn't have traction on the actual uh, pavement, you're going to lose control. Regardless if you have 18 wheels going or however many wheels you got going, you're going to lose control. And, you know, one false move and you're going to end up in a ditch. 
In the wintertime, there is many, many vehicles in the ditch uh, due to inexperienced drivers unaware that you have to slow down to match the road conditions. Mm-hmm. Even trucks, trucks, uh, especially empty uh, unloaded mm-hmm. trucks, their back ends start spinning and they're in the ditch in two seconds. Yep. Yeah, the empty trucks, bobtail units. I can't believe yep. sometimes when I see a, a tractor bobtailing at the speeds, whether it's <laughs> it just anyway, mind blowing. Yeah. Sure. Yes. That's why you have no hair, Chris. I, <laughs> I pulled it all out. It's just, yes, exactly. Mine's mine's from banging it against the wall. <laughs> you know, and Jeremy, there, he's got such a great job that. Uh, he doesn't. He's got a full head of hair. Hell, he's got no stress. Uh, it's just a, um, a Snapchat uh, filter. I'm actually bald, oh, but I put the. I like it. It works good to give yeah. this presentation. I'd love to have that tip. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, no, thanks for having me. Uh, I've Absolutely. listened to you many, many times, Chris, and you're a great wealth of knowledge. And, uh, you know, I appreciate what you do. And, John, I've uh, talked to you before. You know, um, keep up the good work. And you guys are uh, promoting public safety, giving your uh, your talks as well. So thank you. Hey, Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Appreciate your time. A real law enforcement officer that does commercial. Commercial does the trucks out there for us. All right, Uh, that's it for this week. I really appreciate your time. If you've made it all the way to the end here, click like and subscribe. And maybe you want to leave us a comment, uh, what you think about the show. And also, who would you like to see on the show? Uh, Give us some suggestions. Love to hear back from you. Johnny or I will answer you in person. All right, that's it for this week. The Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast is out.